You know, this podcast is close to my heart, and specifically this episode too, because this is a question I'm going to answer today that is asked to me every Ramadan. It is not just a question. It is the thing that if we don't answer it right, it holds us back from actually achieving our goals in Ramadan. It is that important. And it's how do I fast and balance it all, right? Because most of us want to do all the good things we're supposed to do, but we somehow get emotionally bogged down or we somehow feel overwhelmed or I'm too tired or I'm too everything. How could I possibly fast and do it all? And especially if I'm already struggling right now, I have the answer in this podcast. I'm going to tell you the truth. And it comes from beautiful stories and advice given to me in the past, all wrapped up in a short little episode. Let's go. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim. And for all the new women here, there are so many of you. I want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting in us, coming along in this journey. And I hope that we are your companion this Ramadan. A lot of sisters, they try to get away from bad habits. And a lot of them are music, following people they know they shouldn't. And a lot of sisters, there's always an influx, honestly, about four times the amount of people listen to our podcast during Ramadan because they find um, support, motivation and stuff. And we're grateful. So for all those new sisters, welcome. We're about to embark on a journey together, excited. And for the sisters that have been here with us all the while, what is going to happen to you this Ramadan? What are you doing to prepare? How can we do this together this Ramadan better than we did it together last Ramadan? Right. And so I'm excited about this podcast because it's really, really close to my heart because I understand what happens to women when they feel overwhelmed. I've gone through it many times. I've been even overwhelmed in the past couple of weeks because I've had some like injuries and their injuries have slowed me down and then um, I couldn't keep up and then you start to feel overwhelmed. It's a natural thing, but I had to catch myself and do all these little things. And in today's podcast, um, I'm going to give you kind of some really hot tips of advice about exactly what to do. And one of my favorite stories that will just warm your heart and make you just go, ah, Allah, I'm sorry, what was I doing? I know you got my back. And that's what we want to make sure you you, uh, get out of this podcast, exactly how to do all the things you want to do, regardless of your situation in Ramadan, so you can get the most benefit. Now, Ramadan, if you're listening to this podcast, when I just put it out, it is less than two weeks away. Now, if you're catching this later on, which sometimes women do, they just want to like backtrack, um, and you're catching it with only a day or two before Ramadan, I don't want you to get worried. It doesn't matter when you're listening to this. At any moment, you can switch and, and do better. All right. And last thing I want to say before I start is a lot of you are saying to me, you're, you're just not ready. Is that you? You didn't have enough time to prep. The food prep, the, the study prep. I have so much going on right now. Even though if I'll be able to prep before Ramadan comes, I'm so overwhelmed. And one thing that we try to do every year is listen to our women. Like what are the things that every year happen so we could like get a leg up on it? You know what I mean? For next year. So hearing that from you guys, We worked really hard since January. Shout out to my team of all the women and all the women inside who have helped us. And we have an entire Ramadan program already there set up. 
you don't have to wake up every day and wonder what I'm doing because we already have everything there for motivation and support already done. A lot of you guys, I know I, I did like an early announcement, but this is kind of an official like, yeah, Ramadan's around the corner. We have to make sure we have something planned or what is going to happen if we don't take advantage. So I'm going to make sure that you guys know down there below before I start this podcast in the link in the description is the access for 14 days free for the um, the Thrive app. And inside it, there's a full Ramadan program. We even had the schedule for the whole thing up already, all the dates and times. Every year women are like, I'm in Sweden, I'm in Mexico, I'm in Pakistan, I'm in, you know, wherever, Morocco. Are you going to have times that work for us? Yes. We have morning, evening times, all times. We know exactly what. Even when we did the Quran journaling and, and all that stuff, we made sure that they had a morning and evening for multiple time zones like at this point, we've got you. <laughs> you. We've listened to everything you said and we put it there. So if you already are not prepared, that is there for you. I'm excited to spend Ramadan with you. All right. So let's get into the podcast. And I want you to also make sure that you are paying attention to my Instagram because I'm giving away so many things. Giveawaying. What is it we doing? Like this is like our third giveaway in like six days. So we have so many giveaways. I've decided this year, I told you guys in my YouTube podcast that I was going to um, collab with so many women. Um, and we did. Like we're, we were giving away, I think, hot hijab, hijabs, ab. Um, what else we have? We have um, Abaya coupons for different companies. Um, we have... What else do we have? Books. Oh my gosh, all kinds of books. How many of you guys love? Like, what books are we going to read in Ramadan? Stuff like, yeah, we're giving away so many. We've collabed, I think, with at least 25 companies. Get on in there and get something for free. Every time you see the word giveaway, it's probably an, it's it's a new one. We're having a new, we have so many companies, I think, every two to three days. So get up in there and, and Instagram and get yourself something for free as well. <laughs> we're so excited about that. All right. So if I'm fasting and I'm tired, and this is another one people ask me, how can I, like, first of all, fasting, I'm tired. And I've had this question many times. What can I do to not be tired in Ramadan? I want to say this right out the bat. Why are we trying to do that? Why are we trying to not be tired? Let me just say something. When you are denying yourself food and you are pushing yourself past your normal limit, which is what actually creates real change. So we're expecting, you know, like at the gym, right? I'm going to like, I'm usually lifting 10 pounds. I'm going to push myself to 15 this time because I really want to like, you know, get to the next level. You know, it always makes you a little tired and stuff. So that comes with the territory. So I know everybody's trying to like avoid pain, avoid uh, fatigue. Guys, it comes with the territory. And this is what makes grit. So FYI, why are we doing that? Want no discomfort, but great results? That's not reasonable. So let's just first get that out our mind. Let's not even stress about that. Let's just let it go. We're all just going to put our head down and focus and do our very best. And if we're tired, we're tired. And if we're not, we're not. We're not going to let that psychologically sabotage. And it does this Ramadan for us, all right? Now, whoever has taqwa, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ease their situation. So before I address the tips right now, I want to give you a beautiful story of taqwa because I think one of the things that happens to us is we have lost faith. We have lost the understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can do anything for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He knows what we're going through right now and He knows what we're going to have to deal with going into Ramadan. So let's Think about, you know, sisters like, I'm having such a hard time already. Have faith, my sisters. Show faith in your actions. There was a person in the past, his name was Hatim. Hatim was um, a righteous man. And he came to his family and he wanted to go to Hajj, right? A lot of people want to go to Hajj. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of us. I know I'm trying to go this year. And alhamdulillah, alameen, you know, we don't appreciate how, even though Hajj is so much easier, back then it was so hard. 
It used to take weeks, if not months, to accomplish Hajj because you couldn't jump in a plane and go there. You had to travel across the world, right? So he went to his family knowing it's a pretty serious ordeal. And he said to his family, I want to go to Hajj, but I don't have the means to provide for you as well. And the wife said, okay, so go some other time when it's more possible. But his daughter, she was special. And she came to him. She said, dad, go. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide for us. She came with a very strong, like he could feel it in her conviction. So the dad took heart to that. And from that, he left. Now, a couple of weeks later, the provisions ran out. And the mom and the other kids went to the girl like, hey, big mouth, now what? Look at this. Look at us now. What will we do? So the little girl went right into the back room and she raised her hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and she called him by the most beautiful names and said, oh Allah, your word is true that whoever has trust in you that you will provide for them in ways unanticipated. And this is what the Quran says, right? Now she has her hands in dua and as she does, there's a knock at the door. She goes and opens it in the guard of the governor is passing through and he lets the family know that the governor is thirsty and he needs water. And, you know, obviously they have nothing in the house, but they have the water. And so the little girl goes and with beautiful adab, she pre- makes the water all presentable, right? And subhanAllah, she gives it to the man and he took it to the governor. And when he drank it, he found delight in it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put delight in it for him. And he asked the guard, from whose house did you get this water? And he said, from the house of Hatim. He said, the famous Hatim? We must go give him salam. They said, you can't. He's in hajj. And then the governor said, well, then it's our responsibility. It's our duty to look after his family. And he reached into his pocket. And you know, back then they had those bags of coins. And he chucked a bag of gold coins into the house of Hatim. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked to increase it. So he made him turn to his entourage and say, if any of you love me, do as I have done. And they all did. And so within minutes, gold coins were loitering the floor of the little girl's house everywhere. And she started to cry. And the mother said, woe be unto you. We had nothing. And you were sad. And now we have all of this and you are sad. And the little girl said, for a moment, subhanAllah, a person looked upon us with mercy. And what if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looked upon us with the same eye of mercy, what would happen? SubhanAllah, SubhanAllah. You know, my sister, you might be listening to this story and say, SubhanAllah, you know, that sounds great. But I don't know how to deal with my problems right now. I have a lot going on. I don't even know how to fix this and that and my family and that and my money and that. Have taqwa, sister. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will teach you. Just the way he provided for them, he will teach you. Be as a little girl and have trust and believe. So that is my first message to you. And let's get into some tips that I know will really help to help you save time. So the ways that I find time for everything in Ramadan, number one, I have probably about, let's say, seven good tips for you. All right? Use one. Use all seven. Use a couple, as you wish. But sister you have to have faith and know that in anything we could easily say oh i can't do that oh i can't do that i encourage you to find a way because when you when you try allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes through he's he's the most truthful he's the most truthful so subhanallah number one find the hidden time 
find the hidden time. What are you talking about? I'm squeezing every second out of my life and, and I can't even finish. The laundry is piling. The kids are crying or, or maybe my, you have papers and exams. How could I do it? Find the hidden time. Maybe every day you drive to work in that one hour or 30 minutes or 20 minutes in the car. Imagine if you used it to listen to a piece of a lecture and then another piece and another piece. After 10 days, 30 days, how much would you have? Maybe you can complete half a course. Allahu Akbar. Maybe you have appointments. You are sitting in the doctor's office, scrolling through your phone. Allahu Akbar. Put in earbuds and catch those 10 minutes to recite Quran. Or to, to, to again, listen to something or learn something beneficial. Or read a book. Allah forbid we read books anymore. Shove it in your purse. Make dua. Make dhikr. We have time. It's hidden. We have a wrong idea. We think if I don't have two to four hours block of time, I can sit alone and everybody can leave me alone. I can't accomplish. This is what's holding us back. The way we are approaching time. Maybe your life is not the same as it once was. Let it go. Maybe you're in a new season. And this season means small bits, right? Especially for the moms out there. I know there's some uni students too and you have exams and you have this and you have that. Small bits like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, five minutes there. You will add up to 30, 40 minutes. And you know what? It's also a very good pick-me-up in between. But you know what we do? Every time we have a break, what do we do? Let's keep it real. We grab our phone. And most of the time, we're not reading Quran or Dua or Dhikr. So, number one advice, and you know what I'm talking about, find the hidden time and steal it back. Right? Number two, conserve energy and reach your goals with sincerity by killing two birds with one stone. So, Let's give this example specifically for the moms. But if you don't have kids yet, I want you to keep this in mind because you need to think about this as you prepare. What are we going to wait till we have kids to figure things out? No. So I love the proactive sisters and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Rasul he loves the proactive people. So your children will naturally love what you do. You want them to love Allah, right? I have a couple DMs just this morning, just this morning alone. Oh, sister, what can I do to make my kids love Allah? Here's the answer. And you're going to kill two birds with one stone. You're going to conserve energy. You're going to do your own ibadah. You're going to do your own worship. And you're going to make them to be raised well and to love Allah too. What is that? Show your ibadah as a love, not a burden. When you approach your prayer in front of your kids, show joy. Show excitement. Don't show like, oh, hurry up. We got to pray. Like bring the love for the salah in your own desire first. And they will naturally love it too. Don't get me wrong. Kids are always going to be lazy to pray. This is normal. We were like this, you know. But at the end of the day, one day they will find joy. But they have to first see the joy in you, right? Let them see you love it. The best lesson ever to teach them is by letting them see the love for Allah in you. If you're not picking up the Quran, if you're not like, ah, today, most beautiful ayat I ever read. Guys, you need to hear this. If there's no excitement in you, why do you expect them to have excitement? This makes no sense. So back to saving time is if you want to sit with your kids in Ramadan and teach them, you could do way more by being amazing at your own ibadah and encouraging them and joining them with excitement. Kids love it. I promise you, I've done it for years. With my kids, try it out. Next tip. Oh, maybe I have six tips. Six. Diagnose your phone and deal with it. Spend your ibadah off your phone in Ramadan for once. Now, here's the thing. What I'm going to do in Ramadan is I feel like this urge this Ramadan to disconnect, to reconnect. 
Let me say that again, to disconnect, to reconnect. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend more time off my phone. Now I have the liberty of having a team. So when you see me post things, obviously I've pre-planned, pre planned And that's another thing. Like I'm not going to be doing a lot of things in Ramadan except for Ibadah. I have pre-planned with my team. Poor, poor team of mine. <laughs> no, but they, I, they know because I, I want them to have off in Ramadan too. Um, we are really just set to enjoy ourselves in Ramadan. I told everybody, look, I want you to have your Ibadah, take a break. Same thing with my family. Guys, it's all about ibadah. It's all about worship. Let's just do it. So I have doctor's appointments, everything now, 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 because in Ramadan, I'm not doing that. And you guys have heard from my previous, you can go back and listen to my previous preps. So what I'm trying to say to you is you need to make the time. Okay, so let's pretend you were able to do that. You can destroy it with your phone. If you want to benefit from your time, you need to get rid of the gadgets that are stealing your time. Or... If you can't get rid of it, heavily minimize them. They steal our time and we allow it right under our nose. They will destroy you. Your phone will destroy you. You will destroy you with your own hands. Yes or no? Yes or no? This has happened before. Let's be honest. If I spend as much time scrolling Instagram and TikTok as memorizing the Quran, maybe I would be half of that Quran, right? Could you say this to yourself? Allahu alam. You know, so number number three is really, really look at your time. Diagnose your situation with your phone and have a plan. And if you're going to tell me I can't do it, you know, I've had sisters do that. Sister, I can, I've tried. That's not fair. Have you really tried? See, you have to really, really want it. First of all, you have to think about, can I put my phone in the other room? Can I put it away? Can I shut it off? Can I? A lot of women, they take the apps off. The reason we made the... um. The Thrive Muslim app is because people felt like they needed an app because, yes, they still have that, like, thing where they need to go to something. But they wanted to go to something to get a quick hit and leave and not be, like, sucked into it. And so that's the thing. Like, there's lectures on there and there's a whole bunch of stuff on there. And you can go and do a live event. Like, see, for me, I'm probably in Ramadan going to disconnect as much as I can from from humanity. But then in, uh, how I say this, I will share small bits per day. Like I say, I'll donate, like... 20 minutes a day or 30 minutes a day or something like that where I'm going to say, okay, you know, I'm going to put this time towards, you know, um, sharing an ayat of Quran with another sister or joining a class. Like we have a whole bunch of classes in there and stuff like that. But then after that, I need to make sure that I'm sitting alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm sitting alone with the Quran. I'm doing things on my own. So I have this small portion of time every day where I'm going to attend the classes and learn. And that's going to be my, my hit on the phone, right? I'm going to go open the app. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be with the sisters. I'm going to be on the classes. I'm going to enjoy. And then I'm going to come off and I'm going to do my own thing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with my kids. Then I'm going to come back. Maybe I share one or two ayats. Something inspired me, exciting. I love it. And I'm happy. And then that's it. That's it. If I maximize, stay one to two hours, touch my phone a day, um, that's not a lot. That's not a lot because imagine if, if 45 minutes of it was learning a lesson, it's not really touching my phone, right? Or the other, uh, you know, 10 or 20 on there, I might have used to, to listen to a recitation in the kitchen or I might have posted an eyes of Quran. I'm still exchanging the way I interact with my phone. Does that make sense? So for the people who can't leave it completely, you're just changing the way you interact. And that's why we set things up for women inside of um, the, the app I mentioned in the beginning because we want to give you um, a solution for that problem. We know it's difficult. Number four, avoid the haram as it keeps you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Avoid the haram as it keeps you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, there was a, a man, that, a rich man, that saw a poor man eating. And he was eating just bread, something that was cheap but, you know, wholesome. And, you know, this rich man himself, he could have anything he want, anything he want. But he was so jealous. 
because this poor man was able to eat that food. And the reason he was jealous was because he, because of a particular health condition that he had, he couldn't even do a basic thing like that. Now, he had so much money, he could buy probably anything he wanted, but imagine he couldn't even eat it. This is the thing. Health is not something we can buy, right? Time is not something we can buy. There are things that we have right now in our youth, in our health, that we are completely taking advantage of by by doing things displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and showing him ingratitude that we have this. At any moment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can take our health away. So avoid the haram because for the women who call me and say, how can I be closer to Allah? But you're texting guys. The woman who says, how can I be closer to Allah? But they're watching shows on Netflix that have nudity. And they're spending all their time listening to music in the car, but they're not reciting Quran. How can you ask me, how do I get closer to Allah? The things we do to Rasulullah, he says, beware of how you let things in, like in your eyes, in your ears. These things we have to regulate and only we can regulate them. So if you want to get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Ramadan, first avoid the haram, remove the haram, so you can allow, allow the good and the halal to come in. And um, the next one piece of advice I have for you is, number five, be in circles of women who push you for good. If you do it alone, you will give yourself excuses. You will give up. One day you'll be tired. You'll tell yourself it's okay. I remember in Ramadan's past, I remember I have a particular friend and every time I would start to feel tired, she would say, what are you doing today? And I said, I don't know, you know, I feel tired. And she said, subhanAllah, you know, I have like a bag of dates. Let's go to the masjid at the time of the breakfast and let's give out dates so we can take the reward of the fasting people. This is too easy. Even if you're tired, this only takes a couple minutes. What do you think? And I would say, yeah, that's great. Let's do that. So subhanAllah, we would go. The simplest thing, imagine how the reward we took. It's so huge, right? Another time, I w- she would be tired and I would tell her, you know, subhanAllah, what are you doing today? She says, oh, you know, I'm tired. So many things in the house. And I said, what if uh, what if we meet later in uh, 30 minutes and we cite, recite Quran together? Just uh, the, the ones we were revising from our teacher, just 20 minutes. And maybe it will give us some energy. What do you think? And she said, yeah, subhanAllah, let's do that. And then we would recite Quran. And one time I remember we had a competition where we had one last surah within this juz. And we said, I said, I said, you know, Abu Bakr and Umar, you know, they, they are racing for Jannah. I said, you want to race? And she said, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, I, we would do like this because Sahaba, they used to do this. This is not corny. They used to do this. They say, okay, um, you want to race? And she says, what? I said, Let's uh, let's memorize this surah. Whoever memorized it first, the proper way, wins. She says, yeah. I said, let's go. She says, it's starting tomorrow. I said, I'll catch you back. I'm going to give me 10 days. She says, no, I'm going to do it in seven days. I'm going to do it in that. And then we did it. And I'm not going to say who won, but alhamdulillah. So, you know, at the end of the day, there are, there are, Things that you can do alone, but when you do it with other sisters, on the day you're having difficulty, they help you. On the day they're having difficulty, you help them. There's this beautiful thing. And shout out to all the women that are doing this within our community. I I love that. You don't know the selflessness that I see. And it's absolutely beautiful. And there is absolutely, I, I have reverts who tell me I don't have family and everything. There's no reason to be alone. There's no reason to be alone. And I understand your loneliness. I completely understand it. But I have made a solution. So I want you to know you have one. DM me on Instagram if you're um, needing help with that. But I'm telling you, I already made the solution because I know it's hard. So I understand. Lastly, last one, number six, pay attention to what you delay and 
fight it like you've never fought it before, right? You will tell yourself, it's okay, I'm tired, this, this, but the sister, fight it. Just 30 days, fight it. Every desire you have to be lazy, unmotivated. I need you to have a comeback ready in your pocket. Uh, subhanAllah, I can do it. Alhamdulillah, Ya Rabbi, by your way. If you're going to put on your lock screen, I always tell sisters, put on your lock screen certain ayat of Quran. Allah is the most truthful. Allah will give you the most help. You know, the one who is the most grateful, Allah will give him more. Whatever you're going to put there to motivate you, find it now before you fast. And if it's almost a day before fasting, find it really quick. <laughs> so I hope this, these things inspired you a little bit. But I want to tell you something beautiful about the Akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has so much waiting for you. I know it's hard, sisters. I know it's hard. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. He wants to make it easy for you. But you have to take initiative. You have to take initiative. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see Ramadan. And don't forget to check Instagram for those beautiful giveaway gifts. We have so many for you. Um, Alhamdulillah. I think there's even companies for decorations and, and tons of things. Get on in there. And don't forget that we have tons of classes inside of Thrive. You can check the link below. You can DM me if you have any questions about Ramadan. I love you all for the sake of Allah. We'll see you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.